Dominic. Noah. One of those O's has got to go. Welcome back, everybody. <laughs> it's Friday. What a wicked transition. <laughs> I'm not ready. <laughs> what? Hey, we're back in person. Wait, we're wel- back, yeah. Welcome back, Dom. Well, thank you, thank you. It's, it's good to be back in the studio, and it couldn't have came at a better time. Here. Yeah, because we get to preview UFC 253, Adesanya versus Costa, Reyes versus Blahovich. My head's spinning. A two-title fight card. There's a lot going on. It's a lot going on. I got a lot to process. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. So, look, you know, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm still happy with the episodes we had. Right. We were apart. I think we did the best with what we can do. It's, right. It's, it's inevitable that we can't be in the same place at the same time all the time. With that being said, much happier to be doing this in person, get the feet off of each other a little yes. bit, you know. It feels good. That yeah. was the hardest part. <clears throat> There's something about, you know, you're you're with the person you're recording. You flow off their energy. You get to react. Yeah. Um, Because we've had our fair share of funny shit happen where you're (laughs) looking at me. They can't see us, obviously, but it's just hilarious. (laughs) It feels good to be back. And, I mean, it's UFC 253, the the freaking preview. Yeah. We're going back to Fight Island. (laughs) 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 Okay. Okay. Mm. Now, I'm going to just say what the main card is right now. Yes. And we're going to break it down later, obviously. You guys know how it works. They know. They better so, know. <clears throat> if they don't, well, this is only our second pay-per-view yeah. breakdown. <laughs> so, we open our main card with featherweight action. Oh. A guy you're a big fan of. Yeah. Hakeem Dewadu. Hakeem the Dream. Going I don't up, think that's his actual name. Going though. up against Zabera. Come on. Tak- <laughs> don't think that's right. I'm going to have to knock you down to a nine and a half. <laughs> you, you were might. a ten for a solid over a month. I think it's probably to, to Hugov. Okay, I'll bump you up to a nine eight. <laughs> okay. You're going to have to earn that ten back. Okay. So we're following that fight with some women's bantamweight action. The one women's fight on this main card as Ketlin Vieira goes up against Sajara Eubanks. Wait a minute. We just talked about her. Two weeks ago. She's back in the saddle. She's back. All the way across the world. The show goes on. Lupe Fiasco. <laughs> I show. love it. Following that, a very exciting fight at yeah. Flyweight. Big yeah. implications Important. in this yeah. one. Yeah. As Kai Kara France goes up against Brandon Roy Val. That man is no longer working a side job. 50 G's baby. <laughs> Two top ten boys <laughs> going yeah. at it. Then our co-main event. <laughs> We're crowning our first light heavyweight champion in almost a decade. This is one of my favorite stats. Not named John Jones or Daniel Cormier. Almost a decade. Tell me that's not insane. It's a huge moment for his That's one of my favorite stats in the UFC right now. And we get Dominic Reyes going up against Polish power himself, Jan Blahovich. That's a fun (coughs) one. Excuse me. And to cap the whole night off, one of those O's has got to go. Undefeated champion, Israel, the last style bender, Adesanya. 19 wins, zero De- losses. Defends his middleweight title against his toughest opponent yet. Yes. A monster of a man named Paulo Boracina Costa. 13 wins, zero losses. 
one of those O's has got to go. Combined record, 32 wins, zero, z- zero <laughs> losses. And we'll talk more about that later. <laughs> but first, it's time for the news. The news. Everybody's favorite segment. <laughs> we got a good one. We do. We have actually quite a bit happened today. Yeah, yeah. Which is always great to see, you know. It just I love when I'm at work and I just be getting Twitter notifications from Dom and it just says hashtag the news on it. Um, we're going to start here with, um, we're going to start a little small and we'll work our way up to the big finale. There right? are big ones, yeah. So we'll start with uh, October 25th has added a new fight. Yeah. Stefan Struve, the skyscraper. He big. He's back. He's six foot 11. <laughs> He's six, yeah. Did you guys hear that? That man is six foot eleven. Uh, this is the UFC, sir, not the NBA. <laughs> okay. He's gonna go with the octagon, and start dunking. We on got things. Nikolai Jokic in the damn octagon. It's like when Connor was talking shit to Draymond Green. He's like, "I dribble heads off the canvas, <laughs> right. not balls." And that's like Stephen Struve's like, "I'll fucking dunk your <laughs> damn head." This man the don't even have to jump to dunk a ball. <laughs> He's going up against Mister Shuey himself, Ooh. Ty Tuivasa. What a, what a fun one. Bam Bam, as they call him. That's got to be a one. Ty's short for he heavyweight. Is? Yeah, it's going to be a, tall. It's going to be a very interesting. Short uh, tall. <laughs> yeah. Now, this is interesting because, really, in a way, both these fighters are, like, back. Like, I know every time someone yeah. steps yeah. back in, they're back. But <laughs> Stefan Struve technically has retired, like, twice now. Yeah. And he's back. Him and Connor have a lot in common. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> <laughs> and then on Tui Voss's end... He had announced on his social media uh, back in the summer that he was cut after three straight losses. And then I believe his manager came out and said that he wasn't, or it was his coach, one of the two, came out and said, oh, that's not true, or like they worked it out, whatever. Right, potential discontract. But then there was nothing issues. said by the UFC or Tui Vasa to confirm that. Well, it's confirmed. I'm UFC, glad he didn't get Yeah, good. I am too. I, I'm a big fan. Um Sucks. He has lost three in a row. So this is definitely do or die for him right here. Now, are two of those like close decisions? Or well, I'll or tell. At you. least one of them, I think. I will tell you because I have it pulled up here. And I like Ty because he's from the like that Australian New yeah. Zealand market, and you know yeah. they're trying to grow that market. It's getting big right now. We got Dan mm-hmm. Hooker, Robert Whitaker, we got Volkanovski. Yeah. And now to have a heavyweight, he had a lot of hype when he first came in. Yeah. And, like you said, three straight. So I'll let you. His UFC record's 3-3. Three and three. Yeah. So he comes in, beats a guy named Rashad Coulter with a flying knee knockout. That's a heavyweight, by the way. And four and a half minutes into the first round. Then, a, an awesome fight to watch that's completely one-sided is his TKO. I'm going to put parentheses on TKO win over Cyril Asker at UFC 221 in 2018. He won that fight in just over two minutes. But it is just... Asker gets his ass kicked, <laughs> and it is just watching the way I don't know. Just something about um, the power right. that Tui Vasa possesses. It was so fun to watch because Asker was taking that shit, and it hurt him. Yeah, but he was still standing for longer than he should have. So that's two and zero, right? Well, then he gets a big unanimous decision win over Andre Arlovsky, yeah. the former heavyweight I champion, knew he had a big name, a guy I'm a big fan of. Yeah. You know. That was a fight. I remember watching that at your house. That was the card, uh, UFC 225, headlined by Robert Whitaker, Yoel Romero 2. 
Um, so great main event yeah. there. Uh, this fight, I remember not being super exciting. And I remember thinking Arlovsky had done enough to win. Yeah. However. It was close. And it, it was unanimous. It was unanimous. So, obviously. But I, I don't think it was like a robbery again. Yeah. I'm not going to start throwing that around. But uh, overall, he's 3-0 after that. But to a guy like Arlovsky who tends to get matched up with these big prospects and just yeah. gets his lights knocked out. Yeah. For you to have like such a close win over him, it doesn't really speak to your lo- like your ability to to right. be ready for the top dogs. Yeah, those two great finishes, and then yeah. Uh, you know. So then, still a win over Arlovsky. He gets a big jump up in competition. It was a card in Australia that he was uh, headlining. It was a fight night. Yeah. yeah, with Junior Dos Santos. Yeah, dude, what a jump yeah. they gave him. Yeah, that was big. He was headlining that card, and then a guy named Tyson Pedro who's now in Bellator, also from Australia, I believe, was co was the co-main, I believe, against, I believe it was Shogun Hua. Might have been. Um, so those two fights did not go either of those guys' ways. They're like the two big prospects, both from Australia. Um, doesn't go either of their way. Junior Dos Santos takes it to, uh, to Ibasa. It really shows that there's levels to this, you know? Yeah. So he has that lost, but he's still 9-1, 3-1 in the UFC. That's no slouch he's losing to right there. Right. So then he fights Blagoy Ivanov. Unanimous decision loss. That happened at UFC 238. Henry Cejudo versus Marlon Moraes. Okay. Um, then he uh, just... That was actually last October on the Whitaker Adesanya card. He lost to uh, Sergey Spivak. Yeah, by uh, technical submission, arm triangle choke in the second round. Well, so, tough three losses right there, but I'm glad he's getting another chance here. And he's going up against, look, this is not going to be, you know. That's still gonna a be, tough test. This ain't going to be easy. I'm glad they're putting him back in with, like, a respected vet, though. The thing, with, the thing with on the other end here with Stefan Struve, sure, he's, you know, at one time he was a top ten heavyweight. Um, but Potential he's, contender. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't go that Like, high. on the cusp. He had some hype, oh, yeah. obviously, because of his size. <laughs> yeah. And Don't get me wrong. I mean, he was doing some sick things. He was winning some big fights. Yeah. But overall, he's always been kind of a, like a freak. It's like a freak show fight in a way. Yeah. You know, like the thing Pride used to do with, like, Bob Sapp. Right. So, for him, his name kind of carries him more than his actual ability at this point. But... You know, he hasn't just lost, like, every fight he's been in in the last couple of years. I mean, he does have a win back in February of 2019 against Marcos Rogerio de Lima. Uh, that was on the Blahovich tiago Santos card. Interesting fact there. That will be but mentioned later. his last fight uh, came in December 2019 against Ben Rothwell, another veteran who yeah. I believe was coming back in that fight. Yeah, I think that was. And Rothwell got a TKO win over him. Um, before that Marcos fight that Struve won, he was on three straight losses. He got TKO'd by Alexander Volkov, had a decision loss to Arlovsky, which I was telling you before we recorded. I remember watching that at UFC 222. That was headlined by, I want to say that was uh, Frankie Edgar. Um, or no, well, I guess it was headlined by Cyborg Kunitskaya. Mm. But the co-main was what I remember, Frankie Edgar and uh, Brian Ortega. We know what happened there. <clears throat> so, in this fight, Arlovsky has never been a guy that's going to take you down. And I believe he had less than five takedowns in his whole career. 
And whatever that number was, he had more takedowns in this single fight yeah. than in his whole career. So not a great look That's for Struve right there. And then he ends up getting another decision loss to Marcin Tibura. Not, you know, definitely tough competition yeah. right there. <clears throat> but at some point he retires, comes back, and then he kind of retires again after the Rothwell loss. Now he's back again. Um, I'm somewhat excited for this fight because it's kind of on paper. Struve is always going to be a nightmare matchup for yeah. anybody because yeah. of his size alone. Exactly. The problem with Struve is he never tends to use his size to his advantage. Yeah. Like he a guy like utilize that reach. A guy like John Jones, who is six inches shorter than him or so, yeah. feels a lot taller in the octagon than yeah. Struve does. He knows how to work his yeah. reach, man. Struve's just that's always been a problem for him. He's never been able to do that. Yeah. He always lets people get close and Tui Basa, who's gonna be a shorter Oh, he's uh, gonna close he's gonna, the distance. Yeah, and yeah. he's gonna be looking for in that power pocket. shot, you know. Clinch so, work. I'm excited shots. for it because I think it's not going to be a fight that goes three rounds. That's just something I'm saying off the top of my head. Yeah. But, um, and that surely would be a main card fight. On a fight night card, I'd Well, imagine. on a fight night card, probably. I mean, it's, again, it's going to be a big fight for Tui Vasa because if he loses, he's probably done in the UFC. But, yeah. I mean, that'd be four straight. He'd be three and four in a promotion. So, you know, he's got to be coming. I mean, he just got cut, or was at least in the talks of getting cut or right, something. Right. So, yeah, I'm excited for it. Figured it'd be nice to talk about. I like Taitui Vasa. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> well, I was like, wait a second. This is happening on October 25th, which is a Sunday. It's on <laughs> UFC 254. Oh, it is. But their graphic, it was tweeted out by UFC Australia. So to them, it is on Sunday. But this oh. is on the UFC 254 gotcha. card. For any clarification, because yeah. you were sitting there and like, wait, October 25th, that's a Sunday. But yeah, it's on the 254 okay. card. Gotcha. So. so it might be a main card fight, but it could definitely be a pre yeah. round fight. Yeah, it might well. be, depending on how they fill out that main card. <clears throat> yep. So I guess moving on from there, um, I think the next one we can talk about here is probably Vulcan Uzdemir yeah. and Nikita Krylov. This goes big with our... Yes, episode our, our episode week. on Wednesday, I believe I this is the fight I picked. I don't know that for sure. I wish I would have looked back before Someone's going to have to go fact check it. Yeah, but Let Uzd- us know on a voice message. Uzdemir's Uzd- <laughs> <laughs> ranked 7th. Krylov's ranked ninth. Yeah. This fight's happening very soon. Yeah. Literally October 17th. It's, it's going to be the co-main <clears throat> to Korean Zombie and Ortega. I literally told, Woo! if I'm remembering this right. I believe I said this fight would be a co-main on a fight night as well. So call me Mystic Mac because I predict these things. Yeah, this fight makes all the sense in the world. Seven it really versus does. nine. Yeah. I mean, it's Uz- a great fight. Uzdemir coming off the loss to Jiri. Yep. Um, do you remember what Krylov's last fight was? So Krylov just beat Johnny. That's right. Yes, yeah, that was a decision. But before win, that, yeah. lost to Glover, and before Glover beat OSP. Yeah, see that that so. uh, fight with Johnny Walker was not very uh, exciting, which is why I think not a lot of people are yeah. talking about it, right? Because it should have been a big win for him. But um, I remember, I remember the stat from that video on Wednesday. That's his only win he's had in his career, <clears throat> not by stoppage. That's insane. That's insane. And now he's going up against Vulcan, who. We know the power that guy oh, has. Oh, he's just coming to take your head yeah. off. He does fight a lot smarter now than when originally he came into the UFC, yeah. but he still is coming to I mean, when you head. were knocking out guys the way yeah. Vulcan was when yeah. he came, especially like Jimmy Manoa, right. I don't blame him for being like, 
my hands there's god in these hands <laughs> but uh yeah october 17th i'm pretty excited for that one Oh yeah, that card's shaping up to be real nice too. I don't even care what the other card fights are on the main. Because it's headlined by. You, did you just say it? Buddy. Zo- Ortega, Korean Zombie. I've Which, been waiting on that for. That's literally the fight the I've year. been most excited for in that featherweight division for. That's a year. one of the most exciting fights of the year, and this is a crazy yeah, year of fights. It really is. It's just because it's been so overdue. It was supposed to happen a year ago. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, that'll yeah. be previewed. In- yeah. So we'll be obviously. But a big co main yeah, got announced. A big one. Yeah. Uh, after that, December fifth. So we got a, a ways away on this one, right? But we got a big bantamweight fight announced. I like this. Cody Stamen going up against Marab Davalishvili, who maybe for some of you that have been listening for a while might recognize that name. Yep. Because he was actually in our preview and uh, recap episode. He was fighting on UFC 252. Yeah. So, uh, he had a big win there against John Dodson, who just got cut. Right. Still a big win. Oh yeah. Um, and now he's getting a big jump up here against Cody Stamen. Can you get the rankings for the people, Dom? Cody's 12th, Marab's 13th. Really? Cody's 12th? I thought he might have been a little higher than that. But I that, think he was, but they've done some He, uh, You know what? That that speaks to but, the yeah. that speaks to the level of how stacked that division is. Oh, man. Is. That division is nice. This fight on paper is very interesting. It is. Marab smash. <laughs> yeah. Mar- Marab has that Habib and Hazmat style of like grapple fuck the shit out of you yeah and um he does it very well as a parent john dodson put up a good fight but marab was just too much and that camp man that yeah. marab has he's got aljo and freaking sarah Chris and longo and weidman dude that yeah. camp is nice yeah it is yeah it's bear uh sarah, bear. sarah bjj <laughs> yeah. out in new york um, for Cody, he's coming off a loss to another uh, wrestler, and yep. uh, Jimmy Rivera. Our, shout out. our good friend. <laughs> How you friends, doing, Jimmy? We're friends with his family. <laughs> yep. we're, we go back. <laughs> so uh, I remember that fight being pretty good. Fight it happened over the summer. Um, Cody had his moments. Um, he had a big win just a couple weeks before that. I don't remember who it was. It against. was uh, my man Brian Kelleher. Yeah, that's right. And it was a great <clears throat> three round fight. Right, it was a week after Cody's brother died. Yeah, because so, I remember he was very anyway. teared up. Yeah, in the that was fight. very, very amazing performance and yeah. post fight. So on paper, this fight could definitely be um, interesting. In I a think, fight that makes sense. Yeah, I think it's definitely going to be a grinded out kind of matchup. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cody's shown that he will he will go to that style like he did with Jimmy. Um, he's not going to back down from Rob. Rob's probably a little bit smaller than Jimmy Rivera, I would say. I don't know that for sure, um, but overall, like that's a exciting fight, man. Oh, December, yeah. ways away, but obviously, hopefully, that fight sticks stays together, and we'll be able to talk about it more as it gets closer. That's a good one. Um, after that, uh, we're gonna jump to, I believe we'll t- jump to. I mean, I guess we could just kind of get this one out of the way because it's the third time we're gonna say it. <laughs> Tiago Santos and Glover Teixeira. <laughs> Has been rebooked this time as a main event yep. of a fight night on November seventh. Um, so this is the third time we are attempting to rebook now, this. Now you know the old saying: third time's the charm. Third right? time's a charm. Let's hope so. Yeah, I mean, this is November. There's a lot that can happen. This between. fight has to happen. This is a very important fight, <laughs> it is. especially after this weekend. Tiago's number two. It's number one contender. It is. Tiago's number two. Glover's number four. You got number one and number three fighting for the belt this weekend. So. Yes. The winner of Glover Tiago 
is the number one contender. Simply put. It can't be put any other way. And I couldn't be happier that this fight's getting rebooked. As a, as the big Tiago stand that I am, yeah. uh, I'm very excited again. And also happy for Glover to get that matchup because yep. he seems very adamant about it. Right. Despite my, uh, my holdbacks on Glover's chances in that fight. But, again, uh, great headliner for yes. that card. Uh, we'll obviously announce more fights that get announced as they come, but... Um, just and that'll to, be back in Vegas. Yeah, I mean we've we've broke this fight down uh, exhaustingly at this point. Yeah, we're gonna so, have nothing left to say. Yeah, so really there is nothing left to say on it. We've talked about it twice before. Uh, after that, I guess here's where we'll talk about Anthony Smith. Look at all this light heavyweights. Yeah, stuff, so this you know? is another fight. Actually, we both picked this. one. This is the one we both predicted. Not only in the recap video, but in our special yeah. episode. So, um, Anthony Smith, I want you to give the quote here, but he basically uh, kind of called out Johnny Walker a little bit. Anthony Smith said, I'll beat the shit out of you. <laughs> That's what he said. End quote. Apparently, Johnny's called him out multiple times now at this point, which I did not know he had done that in the past. But now is as good a time as ever. This fight couldn't make more sense. Anthony's eighth, coming off a loss. Johnny, or two losses. Johnny's ranked 11th, or 10th now, because they changed the rankings, so he's 10th. Uh, coming off his win, but before that, the back-to-back losses. Yeah. It, it makes all the sense in the world. Yeah, I I love the shit out of this yeah, fight. Yeah, that's a paper. great fight. Just because they're both guys that are struggling right now, but at one time, like just a year ago, they were at like a super high point in yeah. their career. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of like a, who's going to continue that fall and who's going to bounce back in a big way. Because right. really, the winner of this matchup, man, I mean, you're talking... You're right back in there. I mean, yeah. again, Anthony's eighth. Yeah. So we're talking one or two more fights, and yeah. here's the title. Especially you know? in this division exactly. right now when it's all up for grabs. Exactly. It's not like he has to worry about getting to the top, and it's like, oh, he already fought John Jones and got dominated. No, John Jones is gone. Right. The boogeyman <laughs> is no longer in the yeah. light heavyweight division. Yep. Uh, but I'm I, I just love that matchup. I don't know I don't know if it would end up being a great fight, but I I would put money that it would. Be. Oh, I'd imagine. On uh, paper, right? I mean, jeez. Yeah. So uh, which one do you want to talk about next? You want to talk about two fifty five, or you want to talk about the main event? Which one comes first? I I would assume the main event one. Let's like, do the main event one last. Okay. So UFC 255. This is the card in November that, as of now, is our flyweight or yeah, flyweight flyweight title. extravaganza, flyweight <laughs> title night. Uh, Cody Garbrandt going down in weight to fight Davis and Figueredo for the men's flyweight belt. Then you got Jennifer Maya challenging the dominant women's flyweight champion Valentina Shevchenko. Uh, Robbie Lawler. Oh, uh, you know my boy. Yeah, he just fought. He just fought, not in a very. Uh, not in a very good way. But uh, he's got his next matchup announced. And it's, you know, I, like I can't say it doesn't excite yeah, me. It, it, it excites me and it makes sense. He's going up against Mike Perry. Wow. <laughs> wow. That fight is insane. It, it really is. Now. It's going to be a bloodbath. Mike Perry, man, what is there to say about Mike Perry? You know, he's, that that's dude's the, been. That that's dude, all you can say. You know, you. You don't know if he's all there. You don't know. What a character. He, that guy just, he just has something about him that just, 
you can't take your eyes off of him. Right. No matter if he's saying some cringy ass shit, or he's doing something that's terrible, right? Or if he's just beating ass and octa- like, it doesn't matter. You're just yeah. you can't take your eyes off of him. He, he, he kind of has it, you know. And he's coming off the biggest win of his UFC career, yeah, he, in he, my opinion. He bought he beat Mickey Gall, dominated him. I was, think. Was it a combination? I, I would say so. I remember that card was happening. I was working, and I was watching it at work on my phone. It was very... I was I, shocked. I uh, was driving home. It was like a 20, 25-minute drive to my mom's house, and that fight was on. Yeah. So I missed almost all of it. So I wasn't sure if it was a domination or not. Uh, the interesting lead-up to that fight being that Mike Perry... Only allowed his girlfriend to be, to corner him. Yeah, one person in his corner. It was his girlfriend, who, yeah. just to be clear, has n- n- zero, very minimal zero background in MMA. Yeah, I think she's done like small things in boxing, and that's it. Yeah, I mean, and, she, and just to get and, I, and I'm not like or not hating on it. And, it I mean, that was that was the point. That yeah. was the point. The point was I can beat you with basically nobody in my corner, and he did it. Yeah, convincingly, convincingly. against a. Tough very dude, very man. impressive win. Who stylistically, that's a tough matchup for Mike Perry. Mickey yeah, it Gall. is. Yeah, it is. So, I I remember really thinking Mickey Gall's gonna win that. Just have a resurgence you know? with the with the corner and all that. I was like, this is not gonna go well. Like this, you're you're not setting yourself up for a good yeah. night here. But he 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 proved that he was for real. Yeah, and he gets a big fight. This is the I don't want to say it's the biggest fight of, of Mike Perry's career. Um, He's, you know, he's fought Paul Felder, you know, uh, but name-wise, probably the biggest fight of his career. Yeah. I... He's going up against a former champion here who's definitely um, on his way out. To me, win or lose, Robbie should call it after this one. That's but boy, me. this matchup. Look, Robbie has been struggling his last couple of fights. He just can't seem to – he's kind of having the Tyron Woodley yeah. uh, thing where he can't seem to just let the hands go. Well, I'll tell you who's going to let the hands go. That's Platinum Mike Perry. Yes. That man's going to come looking to take Robbie's head off. This should be a slugfest. It should be. And honestly, man, like, uh, the, the the fanboy in me wants to, like, sit here and talk about how Robbie could, could really win this matchup. Right. But that's for another episode. I just think that's a big fight to be putting on that card. That'll yeah. probably, honestly, that could be the third fight. Of the, I would of the imagine card. it's... It's definitely main card. Just if you're talking, if, if you're talking card. name value, those yeah. are two guys that are gonna attract some eyes to yeah. that card, yeah. you know. But yeah, more to come on that show, and hopefully that fight sticks together. Ten, I mean, that's a damn good pay per view. Yeah, these really pay per views, yeah, man, man, they're looking these good. Next three, Woo. yeah. So then our our last bit of news here, another guy we just talked about last week, the biggest prospect in the UFC right now, Hazmat Chimaev. Well, he tweeted that uh, it looks like he's going to be fighting a five-round fight. Now, five Dom, round. to the viewers who maybe don't know or forgot or whatever, tell me what instances would a five-round fight occur? Well, there's only two, Noah. Okay. Title fight mm-hmm. or main event. Now, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Oh. I don't think he's getting a title fight. Right, right. He's not even... I mean, I, I'm sure he's ranked now, but he wasn't ranked before his last fight. Right. But it looks like he's going to be getting a main event. Right. And it's he, his either, fourth UFC fight. And either welterweight or middleweight, whichever one. 
He tweeted today, 170, 185, 205. I'm ready. I said, huh? we're adding a third one? 205. <laughs> we're adding a third weight class? Um, <laughs> so this is big. UFC's really buying into Hazma right now. Always. Dana loves the yeah. shit out of this guy. Yeah. How can you not now, right now? If you're talking about a main event, though, this likely means he ain't fighting until November. Yeah. They, I'm actually going to take a guess and say this will be the headliner of November 14th. Originally, Dana had said we're booking him a fight for Fight Island. Mm-hmm. Apparently, that's not going to happen because all the main events were booked. Well, really. truthfully, the way they've been booking this guy. He might be fighting a three-rounder on Fight Island, and then he's going to turn around in a couple Shit. weeks and fight a main event. And it looked, well, I don't want to say it looks like, but the, the, the name at the top of the list, if he's going to fight at welterweight, again, he just fought at middleweight, which is 185. He seems to be going back so and it forth. So his next fight should be at 170. Right. Damian Maya. And we've that's, already mentioned yeah, this. That's the name that was being thrown around, and that, you know everybody was given... A lot of shit to the UFC um, for trying to book that matchup. Chimaev is one and zero at welterweight. Damian Maya is ranked sixth in the world. Yes, think about it. But so what I'm saying is they had that matchup booked. <laughs> well, at least it was being worked on. Yeah, in talks. Meanwhile, he had a fight scheduled with Gerald Gerald Mirchart, who everybody was saying like it's his toughest matchup yet. Um, 17 second knockout One says punch. otherwise. Yeah. Um, now everybody's saying maybe you don't book him against Damian I Maya. I don't want it. Because Damian Maya, you know, for the legend he is, that man is, uh, he's up there. I don't want it. He's coming off a tough knockout loss to Gilbert Burns. I don't want it. <laughs> don't do it. Look, I, here's what I'm going to say Damian Maya is ranked sixth right now. Yes. So, either step up or step out, buddy. Because this is what I'm. This is all I'm saying. You're ranked six. I'm not saying that he's like ducking Hosman or anything. I'm just saying to the people that are like, you know, I get it. If you're like a big Damian Maya fan, I get like you're worried that you're like you just don't want to see him get smashed. You know. I have said every top ten opponent in both weight classes have turned him down. For the next fight. I don't know if that's true. But I'm sure a few have. And then he tweeted and said, Damien, I respect you. I want to now, test myself against you. I do want to say that there's... The fight that I really want to see... It ain't going to happen. But the fight that I really want to see... Instead of Damien Maya... Leon Edwards. I wish they could have just seen my face. <laughs> We really need a video podcast because, damn, you just threw me for a loopity loop. I want to hear your thoughts on that. Uh, no. Yeah, I know you're not. No. I know you're not supportive of that. Uh, well, if well, I'm Leon, you, I'm saying hell no. I yeah, ain't taking that. You know, Chim- I ain't taking that. You know, Chim- I have gonna smash. Well, I'm not. Well, <laughs> I'm not saying Leon can't win the fight, but if you're Leon, you got to think this is a really big risk when I'm right on the cusp of a title shot. I can't risk this. But is he on the cusp of a title shot? I know ranking wise he is. Here's now hear me out. My man's ranked third, but guess what? Right now, I bet there's a lot more people or at least the way the the tide is going, Hosmont's probably gonna get a title shot before Leon Edwards. Ooh, did that sting you a little bit? I just made the face <laughs> twice in thirty seconds. Now think about it. 
Uh, Rankings really don't mean that much. I know, unfortunately. I like them. Don't get me wrong. I like to have them. They're nice to see because, especially for those divisions that aren't as stacked or, you know, like the women's divisions where a lot of times right now in, like, flyweight, you know, they're fighting once or twice in the UFC and then they're in the rankings. It's good to know, okay, these are the legit top 15, right? Well, Leon Edwards ranked third. Hey, that dude's one of the best in the world. But nobody nobody wants to fight him, apparently. I don't like that. I, I'm i not saying I don't like the fight. It's and a I, great fight. Yeah. I don't like giving Chimaev a jumping an entire weight class. I don't like that. I mean, if he loses, then it's it's like egg on your face kind of thing. But I don't think... I don't think they'll go that high. I mean, I don't think either. I'm just saying that is that's a what great I want. fight. What I think is going to happen is I don't even know if it'll be Damian Maya to be honest. But before I, I just want to finish my thought here about Leon Edwards. Think of how big that would be for Edwards if he were to win that fight. Oh, I get it. Chimaev is unranked. Yeah. But guess what? He's like if he be, if he beat Chimaev easily, he would be know, shoving it in the UFC's face like, hey. He just derailed. One of the biggest hype trains. It would be nine ever. in a row, and he'd be like, "Hey, I've been here. I've been waiting on this title Guess what? fight." Here's here's a. You hot... say you wanted me to beat a big name. Here's a hot take. If Edwards were to beat fight and beat Chimaev, and I'm talking within the next couple months, he would be better set up for a title shot than against any other opponent in that division, except for maybe Colby Covington. Right. Or yeah. Masvidal. Yeah. God, that's the fight I want. But. That's it. Those two guys maybe better set you up for a title shot. Besides that, it's Hosmont. Yeah. He's not even ranked technically. Yeah, and, Actually, and he probably is now. Steven but. Wonderboy Thompson called out. Yeah. His first yeah. ever call out. <laughs> the, N- the NMF. The MMF. The nicest motherfucker. Yes. Called out on Twitter. Yeah, we didn't talk was. about that. We probably should have. Well, uh, it flew yeah. well here. Um, I do like that fight. I'm just saying that it's not going to probably get him a title shot if he wins. Yeah, a lot of it depends. He's in a, tough a lot spot. of it depends. He's in a tough you know, spot. he hasn't fought in a while. Anyways, back to Hosmat because he's kind of who we're talking about here. Yeah, yeah. Um, Damian is the one that's obvious. Uh, you were mentioning a couple interesting ones that you heard from Eric. I like Kwame. two fights. Yeah, go ahead and talk okay. about those. Assuming that this fight is at welterweight, I have two options, and then I'll give one option on middleweight, which you've already discussed. If it's at welterweight, 170 pounds, I either want him to fight Vicente Luque, because, man, that has potential. Or Neil Magny, coming off a huge win recently against Robbie Lawler. But, if he does back-to-back fights at middleweight, and we've already discussed this, I think, on a podcast episode, number 14, Marvin Vittori. Those are the three fights that I want for Chimaev. Vittori really stands out to me as being yeah. a big one. Because that's another guy who just can't seem to get a fight. Yeah. So those are my three options. Will either three actually be the one that they book? I don't know. But that's what I like. I like it. Yeah, it's hard to predict right now. You don't think it's... Chimaya versus Luke? Oh! I, that, I actually like that one probably the least. Really? I, I think it's more because I want both those guys to like work their way up and eventually be fighting for a potential title fight or not. I know that's getting way ahead. But I'm just saying, I love Luke and and I think rankings wise, I know again it's not all about the rankings, but it makes more sense. 
Vicente and Neil Magny are both tied at 10th and welterweight, and Vittori's ranked 14th at middleweight. So he's getting a ranked guy, yeah. obviously. Oh, it's yeah. just a matter of what weight class, and then who's gonna who's gonna say yes. It would be a big opportunity for any of those guys. Anybody yeah. who says no might need to rethink it. You know, yeah. rethink their their business plan, my friend. But uh, that's the end of the news. The news. Dom. Dom. Can we take a lunch break? Stop. Dom. What? One of those O's has got to go. It's time for the preview. <laughs> UFC 253. Yas Island. Fight Island. Abu Dhabi. <laughs> I like it. It's time. <laughs> this is it's... only our second pay-per-view preview. Oh, it feels great, too. Man. It feels great to be back in the saddle. Yes, it does. Now, let's just get right into it, man. Let's do it. Come on. First fight, Hakeem Dewadu. Yes. Going up against Zubera Tahugov. I don't know. I, I want you to take a guess at that. I'm not. Yeah. it's I, I actually think it's probably Takugov, but... But you know what I will do? What will you do? Get right into the nitty-gritty. Break it down. Z- I already messed up on the first name. Zubaira? <laughs> Zubaira, yeah. Zubaira? I don't know. 19 wins. Yeah. Four losses. One draw. He's got seven KO TKOs. One submission. He's 4-1-1 one, and one in the UFC. Notable wins coming against Kevin... Abular by TKO. Mm-hmm. Kind of the only one I had for him, to be honest. But again, still fresh into the UFC, working his way through the uh, kind of right on that cusp of the 15-ish area. And then for Hakeem on the other end, 11-1-1, 7 KO TKOs, and is 4-1 and one in the UFC as well. No notable wins, no notable losses, in my opinion, for uh, Hakeem, and then no notable losses for uh, Zubera. What a fight. This is a fight that I think the winner cracks top 15 or gets a top 15 next. Yeah. I will say, say uh, for Hakeem, he did have a win over Kyle Bochniak, which not a name that's going to stick out. Right. But he was the guy, I believe, that welcomed – I don't know if he welcomed him, but he was – he fought Zabit on the main card of UFC 223, which is, I believe, when Habib beat Raging Al for the belt. Um, and that was a fight Kyle actually put up a really good fight I don't know if it was that card it might have been before that but um, anyways like that's a pretty big win oh, split yeah. decision you know close fight but um, Hakeem's the <laughs> Hakeem's for real man yes he's very good now I don't know a ton about his opponent here Zubera besides the fact that he hit Conor McGregor with the three piece and a soda this is true. Now, this is post-fight UFC 229. Even if you're not a huge UFC fan and you're listening to this... You probably know about you this. You probably know yeah. about this. Habib wins the fight. Um, Dylan Danis Dylan Danis is talking some shit. Still, Habib... Soars <laughs> through the sky. Jumps out of the cage. Soars through the sky like the eagle he is. Yes. Uh, a brawl breaks out. Yes. And then a couple of Habib's guys like jump into the octagon. And Connor's like, still, you know... Tired, yeah, wobbly, not probably, and then he gets hit with yeah, <laughs> some right in the sucker face. punches. Oh yeah, right in the face. And now he ate. Look, he ate him, man. He was like, 
fuck you. <laughs> but uh, that's really what he's most known for. Uh, he does have a split decision loss to Hinato Moicano. Um, does he really? Yeah. Was that in the UFC? Yeah, UFC 198. Okay. That's the card Stipe. I totally missed that one taking my notes because that is definitely a notable loss. So I apologize, everyone, for missing that. No, I mean, you're good. It was UFC 198 a long time ago. That was when Stipe won the belt against Verdun. So been a while there. Uh, that was a split decision loss as well, so uh, kind of a big deal there. I'm curious, what are your thoughts on how this fight's going to go? Because what I'm seeing here is... Go ahead. Just I'll let you take it here. I see back and forth for three rounds and a decision victory, regardless mm-hmm. which way you go. I, I got to go with Hakeem here, though. Mm-hmm. Really like him. Really enjoy him again. Either guy coming off this should is deserving of top 15 at the featherweight division, in my opinion. Or if not, I mean, right there at a guy that's like 16, 17 that we don't see on the rankings. I, I see a three-round. I don't want to say war. Yeah. I, Part of me wanted to say war, but eh. I mean, these guys do have... These guys mostly have been knocking people out in their career. Not a whole lot of submissions between the two of these guys. Mm-hmm. I think it's one between the both of them. So, I'm actually going to agree with the decision. But I think I'm going to go the other way. Okay. I'm going to go with Zubera. Now, this fight... I see it being very much a stand-up... I want to call it a stand-up chess match. Yeah. Technical. I think it's going to be very technical. Now, Hakeem... Don't get me wrong. That guy can unleash some shit. Yeah, 7 out of 11 via KO. But... I think he's going to maybe get a little overzealous with that. Mm -hmm. Maybe he'll get a little too antsy. Maybe not enough action will be happening at points, and he's just going to be looking to like really make a mark. Yeah. And I think Zubera is the type of guy that's going to take advantage of that. Get Patience. The most of the yeah, he's going to really be patient. Um, pick his shots well. I think it's going to frustrate Hakeem. I do think it'll go to a decision, but I think it's going to be one of those fights where Hakeem gets worn down the longer it goes. Probably going to start off very even. Maybe even. Uh, Hakeem wins the first round, but by round three, it's pretty obvious who's winning the fight. That's how I'm looking at it. Um, but it could definitely go either way. But yeah, that's the first fight. It's a good one. That's a it good is. way to kick off It's the a night. great way to kick off the show. Uh, and then we have our women's fight here. So Ketlin Vieira going up against Sajara Eubanks on two weeks coming off. Sajara just won on September 12th. Yep. And here she is two weeks later. Yeah. So Dom. Break it down. So, do you say Caitlin or Ketlin? I think it's Ketlin. Ketlin is ten and one. Hello, kind of good, you know. Kinda Decent good. record, you know. Uh, two KO TKOs, four submissions. That's six out of ten via finish. She's four and one in the UFC. Notable wins against Ashley Evans Smith via unanimous decision. Sarah McMahon via submission. And beat Kat Zingano, Noah, mm-hmm. by split decision, who's now in Bellator, Yes, correct? she is. A uh, notable loss coming to Irene Aldana via KO, who is taking on Holly Holm. Yeah, that was pretty nuts. So, uh, yeah, that's going to be a great fight. We get to yeah. break down. Before that before that fight to uh, um, Irene, Ketlin Vieira was looking at, like, potentially being in a title fight. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, now look at Aldana, who, coming off that win, she's probably, if she beats Holly Holm, she's probably going to be fighting for a title. Yeah. 
the way that division is. So right Kellen Vieira, man, that's a this is a tough matchup for Eubanks. But oh, yeah. I'll let you finish your breakdown. Uh, Cjar is six and four. You know, obviously kind of a win loss, win loss type record. Yeah. Uh, two KOTKOs. She's four and two in the UFC with wins against Lauren Murphy, the unanimous decision. Roxanne, the happy warrior, Mataferi, <laughs> the unanimous decision. And then most recently, uh, maybe not the biggest name, but I had to mention it because it's two weeks ago. She beat Julia Avila, the unanimous decision, in a pretty convincing win from the second and third round. The first yeah. round was pretty close, but the second She looked third, good in that fight. Yeah, I she did. Say. Dominant wrestling. And notable losses. Aspen Lab. Twice. Twice, yes. This is outside the UFC. Yes, once, once in, in the, the UFC. UFC yeah. yeah. And then um, Betchkoea via unanimous decision, and who is no longer in the Her UFC. second professional fight at Cage Fury Fighting Championship, she lost to Caitlin Chukage. Chukage. Really? Yeah. I love the little... Back we, in 2015. We, we, we do some digging on <laughs> yeah. these sometimes. And uh, the thing about... Here's the thing, man. Um, Sajara Eubanks uh, kind of had quite a bit of hype to her when she came in. She was on the Ultimate Fighter, where they were... It was all about crowning a new world champion, right? Well, she had won her three fights to be in the final against Nico Montano. Right. So we could, for all, like, if the world is different, we could be talking about Eubanks as the inaugural women's flyweight champion. Yep. But a lot of problems cutting that weight. Yes. She ends up not being able to fight in that, uh, in that, on that finale. So the woman she beat to get into the finale, Roxanne Montefiore, has to step in. Yep. And Montano ends up winning, and then there's kind of the whole thing yep. with Montano being champion, and it didn't really not work really out. champion. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. Yeah, but that speaks to Eubanks, I think, being better than her record because her record six and four. It's kind of the case with a lot of women's fighters. Women's MMA is still very fresh yeah. in the landscape, I guess. Even if you consider the fact that the UFC and MMA as a whole is yeah. not a foreign concept right. like it's it's only been around for i mean ufc's been around 27 years mma's probably been around just a few years longer yeah um women's mma not really becoming much of a thing until at least the early to mid 2000s and and of course not in really, the ufc till 2013 not into, not into a big promotion until you're talking strike force yeah. so uh you're talking like 12 years 10 years there uh, so you're going to see a lot of records like this, like you know Angela Hill's another one. Yeah. Um, but overall, the records she, don't do it justice. No, and uh, Eubanks, correct me if I'm wrong. Very good grappler. Correct? Yes, dominant. She's a black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. So that woman's ground game is going to be nasty. However, she's going up against a killer right here. Yeah. Uh, Ketlin Vieira is the real deal. I actually thought she was going to be a very tough matchup. For um, she this is that one. No, this is that bantamweight. Yes. Yeah. Caitlin. Is yeah. I'm like I, I, know, I just got mixed up because I was talking about um, Sajara being flyweight champ. Sajara's thirteenth. I thought at one time Ketlin Vieira was going to be able to give Amanda Nunes at least something. Right. You know, like kind of what some people are saying about Megan Anderson right now. That's what I was saying about Ketlin Vieira. Right. Kind of a kind of got derailed a little bit with that Aldana loss, especially being knocked out like that. Oof. However, she's still the real deal, man, and I think she's going to show it here. Yeah, I agree. I want to hear what's your what's your method here. I so think I, I actually think Eubanks gets her to the ground, 
But yeah. Caitlin does some reversals, does some BJJ transitions, reversals, sweeps, all that fun, beautiful technique we love to watch on the ground. Yeah. She's going to submit her. So what's in funny? The second round. What's funny is these are both black belts in BJJ, and Caitlin Vieira is also a black belt in judo. Fun fact. So I like this. Yeah. So I'm actually going to predict this to be a decision win for Caitlin Vieira. Um, I think that. I think you're right. I think you're going to see a lot of submission attempts in this fight, yeah. probably mostly from Vieira. Yeah. I think you're going to see Eubanks trying to use more of that power grappling. Yes, yeah. And Vieira's going to be trying to pull off some slick submissions. I think it might be a fun little grappling matchup to watch. Um, But I think Vieira is ultimately going to win this one by a decision pretty convincingly. I just don't see her being able to actually get that submission win over Eubanks. But you never know. Vieira might be trying to play it a little safe in this one, too, coming off a knockout loss. You don't see that a ton in women's MMA. strong, too. Jar strong. Uh, so this should be interesting. Now. Yeah, big big fight for both these ladies here. Look out for a lot of. Grappling. It might be worth noting that like, look, I love it that these people, these fighters, are stepping in on a couple week notice. But you have to wonder if Eubanks went three rounds in her pre- yeah. fight two weeks ago. You have to wonder if she might be somewhat compromised, right? In some way here, so I'd say the biggest benefit is that her weight's already kind of down where it needs to. Yeah, be. I mean she's probably not going to be doing much of a cut, which, but. Um, like you said, three rounds, that still can take a lot out of you, yeah. regardless of if you won convincingly or not. Right. So, it's a good one. That's going to be a fun grapple. I definitely see, like, a grappling match, basically. Yeah, agreed. And, uh, yeah, so I said Vieira by decision. You said Vieira by submission. Second round submission. Nice. And uh, moving on from there, here's a fight that I'm very excited about. Big implications here. We're talking the men's flyweight division, a division that is – Often nowadays, not being uh, overlooked, be, slept it's, it's on, been hated. overlooked since day one. Yeah. However, there was a lot of rumors that it was going to be kicked to the curb by Dana and the boys. Um, however, Henry, Henry, Cejudo, so Henry Cejudo kind of saved them. And now you have Davison Figueredo at the top. Um, after Scary. him, Cody Garbrandt potentially coming over to take that belt. Yeah. Don't know what's going to happen there. <laughs> But the rest of that top of the heaps really fighting to make a na- make some sort of name for themselves yep. to earn a title shot because that's kind of the problem, right? Why is Cody Garbrandt getting a title fight at flyweight over some of these other guys? Because no one knows him. Because no one knows him. Unfortunately. Yeah, and I, well, I'm not saying it's right. right. I'm just saying it's reality. I know, yep. like we're big Cody guys, but do we think he should be getting a title fight over? No. Like Askar Askarov. Yeah, and Brandon Moreno. Brandon Moreno. No, he no. shouldn't. But it, it's just the reality, and I don't expect any different. So, in this fight, you got Kai Kara France and Brandon Royval. Now, Dom, I want to let you go ahead and break it down for us. Kai. Love that name, by the way. Yeah. Kai in general, but then Kai Kara France. Yeah, I That's like awesome. it too. Uh, fighting with Izzy. Out of the same camp, Jake Matthews, and one other dude. They got four guys fighting from the same fight camp, which is pretty cool. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, so Kai is 21-8 and eight with nine KO TKOs, three submissions, four and one in the UFC. Notable wins against Mark De La Rosa, the husband of Montana De La Rosa. Nice. Uh, the unanimous decision and a unanimous decision win against number 15 ranked Tyson Nam, and a notable loss to the number two ranked guy in the flyweight division. Brandon Moreno. And that Tyson Nam fight, that uh, just happened in February. I right. shouldn't say it just happened. It happened in February. 
Great fight. Yes. Yes. Um, so the flyweights he, can put on. He definitely put a, made a name for himself with that fight. Yes. And um, that Brandon Moreno loss is not is looking oh, man. better I mean, and better. It's literally a number one contender because yeah. Benavidez is technically ranked first, but he's not getting another title. Fight. Right. So. so Brandon's the number one guy, arguably with Ascar, who's undefeated at uh, right. number three in that division. So then you got Roy Val. Roy Val is eleven and four with three KOTKOs, seven submissions. Ladies and gentlemen, that's 10 out of 11 wins via finish. We love that. 1-0 in the UFC, though. Only one. Only one. But what a notable win it was. Talk about making a name for yourself. He walks in, his UFC debut, and submits former title challenger Tim Elliott. Now, when you say title challenger, a lot of people are like, Tim Elliott. Tim Elliott won... A very unique season. Very unique season. You'd only seen it a couple times before. Yeah. Most notably, um, when Matt Sarah won the comeback season and got the fight. Got the fight. GSP. A lot of people don't remember Travis Luter also won on that season. Had the fight Anderson Silva. (laughs) That fight did not go too well for him. But Matt Sarah shocks the world, knocks out GSP. Um, Tim Elliott wins this season, and what's his prize? You get to fight the most dominant champion, maybe the UFC. One of the best fighters of all time. Yeah. Demetrius Johnson. And yeah. he puts on a very that, good fight. That was even, a great fight. Even gets Demetrius's back at one Yeah, point. I remember being in our dorm. Yeah. And uh, I want to say it was freshman year on this yeah, I think it was. I believe it was. And it was like pitch shirt. black in the room for whatever reason. I had like no lights on. Yeah. And I was watching it underneath of the freaking bunk bed. And I was like, wow, this is this guy about to do this? Yeah. Is he about to beat? Demetrius Johnson? It was a great performance. Yeah. And really, Tim Elliott's kind of stagnated ever since, I guess. He's kind of been trading wins and losses. He did have a, I believe his last fight, he won? Yes, he did, against Ryan Benoit. Yeah, that was a great fight, I thought, as well. A fight that's overlooked a little bit, because uh, I don't know why. I felt like on that card, that was like one of the better fights. Oh, it's a really good fight. A lot of people didn't talk about it too much, but I I really like that fight. Um, And then if you look for Tim Elliott, the two fights before, he lost to Roy Val, which I just mentioned. mm -hmm. And then he lost to Askar Askarov. Undefeated, number three ranked flyweight. I mean, Tim Elliott has fought damn near everybody. So that Roy Val Val beating Elliott is big for him. Yes, yes. Especially in your UFC debut. That's, That's huge. Yeah, so he's one to know in the company. Right. And I believe that was a late notice. He was a late replacement, I believe, for that Probably. Fight. Because uh, he wins the fight, and he's overcome with emotion as he's being interviewed in the post-fight because he's like he felt like his performance was ass, I believe is what he was saying, and he said that he was going to have to go work his shift at his, other, his day job in the morning. Well, he looked incredible in that fight. Yeah. And Dana gives him the 50K bonus. 50G's baby. 50G's baby. Thanks, Luke. And it, this man walks in, has one fight in the UFC, now he's ranked ninth in the division. Deservedly so, I would say. This is a big fight. That's what Seven I'm saying, man. Seven versus nine. He, he gets on there, and like he was talking real shit. Like He's saying, this is, this is what I have to do. I have to go work a shift at some yeah. day job tomorrow. And Dana gives him that 50K bonus, and he gets to focus on fighting full-time. So it's a big underdog story in a way. Yep. Um, you definitely want to root for that guy. He's going up against a killer here in Kaikara, France. And another I'm, fight where you're like, the winner of this, one or two more, and yeah. title fight. Kara France has nine knockout wins, by the way, so yeah. that guy also comes to bang. Yep. I'm curious what your thoughts are of this fight. <sighs> Great fight. 
It Great is. matchup. Yeah. Really excited for it. <laughs> I'm leaning toward Kai. Okay. Very close. It's uh, I get it. I, I think it. we're getting another decision. Okay. I think we're getting another three round back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to pull for Kai uh, in this by unanimous decision. Okay. Pro- probably like a 29-28 because I'm sure Brandon will be able to get around. I, I think it'll be a great another technical fight. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a good one. Yeah, man, this is a tough one to predict, really, because you've really we've seen so little of Roy Val yet. I'm just really impressed. Yeah. So here I am having to like, and and I was really impressed by Kai as well. Who? Stuff. I think I'm actually going to go Roy Val here. I think I'm actually going to give him a submission win. I think I'm going to do a third round. Really? I think he's going to continue. Now, look, you don't build storylines in the UFC, right? Like right. this, That's not re- reality. Is like sometimes shit just doesn't go the way of a storybook or whatever. But just walk with me for a second. I'll walk. Kai Kara France is winning this fight for two and a half rounds pretty convincingly I would say or at least enough to where it's like nobody's going to scream robbery Yeah. I think uh, at some point the fight gets to the ground Roy Val's able to kind of put a Hail Mary submission on wins the fight you're, you're staking Conti- with that storyline yeah line. continues that kind of that, that thing Almost the underdog like a, yeah it's kind of like you know you've seen it before Forrest Griffin was a guy that really yep. made a whole entire career out of being just a guy yep. you know so for Roy Val here, um, is that really how it's going to go down? I don't know. I just I, I like his ability to get those submission wins. He's got a lot of them in his career. Yep. Uh, I think he continues that here um, against his, a very tough opponent. Yeah, I I think we're in for a good one. I do too. This actually this is an underrated. Fight. So what's funny is, mm, I don't know if I'm going to say it yet. I might need to think about it, but this might. Be fight of the night for me. I almost said it, and then I was like, "So yeah. here's why." <laughs> well, well, we'll get to it yeah, later. Actually, yeah. I'll wait. I'll wait. Okay. So all in all, this is a great fight. Watch out for this fight, yeah. man. This this is a great fight. If anybody, you know, especially because I'd say like you know, for a casual audience, they probably don't know much about this weight class at all. Right. Especially if you're newer, just because DJ's not there anymore. Because Mighty Mouse was like the only star, and he wasn't even like. A superstar, you know what I mean? Right. So this is a great fight and a great way to like kind of jump in and be like, all right, these flyweights can. There's, so, dude, they fly around the ring. It's so fun to watch how fast they are. It's mm. crazy. Great fight. Yeah, agreed. I, I I hope that this fight can really show some people because you got two title fights. This is a big card. Yeah. Adesanya is proving to be a huge star for yep. the company. I hope that this fight being third, and you got two guys that are very likable, very well-rounded. I hope that uh, the casual viewers that will be watching will be able to get a, a good fight yep. and something that they can really clinch. Be like, oh, like these flyweights really—they really be showing out. I agree. Well, now it's time to get into the title fights, Dom. So we're starting off with some light heavyweight action. We just exhaustingly went into detail about this whole division. The whole damn division. On Wednesday. Which, 
really was set up. We didn't even set it up like that, but it was kind of perfect that it did it right yeah, before. It, it really did flow. Let's shout yeah. out to the spinner wheel. Yeah, shout out to the spinner wheel. <laughs> so we have Dominic Reyes coming off that super razor thin close decision loss to John Jones. And what is John Jones' last title? Defense yeah. at light heavyweight. Dominic looked great. And man. I thought Dominic won the fight. Not no hate to John Jones, yeah. even though I said him and Tiago. I thought won their fights. I'm but right there with you. Yeah, right there I'm not a John Jones hater. I'm just saying that's how I that's how I scored it. Yeah, that's how we scored it. So, Dom, that's his last fight. Yep. However, there's no doubt that he deserves to be in this, oh. this title match. Oh yeah. And he's going up against Polish power, Jan Blahovic on that three fight win streak. So yep. Dom. Take it away. It's title fight time. It is. Let's get serious. Dom is 12-1. and one. Mm-hmm. Seven KO TKOs, two submissions. That's nine out of 12 via finish. We mm-hmm. love those high finishing rates. We do. Six and one in the UFC, ladies and gentlemen. Notable wins. Jared Cannonier, TKO. OSP, or shall I say, Ovent St. Pru. Unanimous decision. Vulcan Uzdemir, in his close... Well, I was going to say closest, then I remembered he fought John Jones. His second closest fight. Yeah. Uh, of course, he won, wins this one via split decision. And then welcomes Mr. Chris Weidman to the light heavyweight division and sends his ass right back down to the middleweight division. <laughs> he KO'd him. Put him to sleep. Yeah, he really did, man. Uh, notable cool. loss. Well, if you remember, he's 12-1. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one loss, pretty damn notable. John Bones Jones. It, it do be notable, though. <laughs> John gets the win via unanimous decision. Still shocks me every time that we say that that was unanimous decision. I, Considering shock. John's fight against Tiago was a split. I thought the Dominic Reyes fight was more clearly for Reyes yeah. than the Tiago fight, and yeah. yet Tiago got a split decision right. and Reyes got unanimous. So. Yeah, the judging, man. What, what are you going to well, do? Well, you know, I, I think it was close enough. Like I don't, I'm not going to scream robbery. I'm just right, saying yeah, that yeah. you know, I, I wish that Reyes could have at least got one, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, Jan, on the other hand, 26 wins, eight losses, seven KO TKOs, nine submissions. That kind of shocked me when I saw he had uh, nine subs and only seven KO TKOs because we're talking the legendary Polish power. Yes, we and are. he's got more submissions. Uh, he's nine and five in the UFC. He's been in there with the who's who. Notable wins against Ilir Latifi in his UFC debut. Via TKO, he beat Devin Clark via submission. Hold on, i got to flip the page here. <laughs> Jared Cannonier, unanimous decision. Jimmy Manoa, who he avenged a loss to, which I'll get into in a second because I, I like this little tidbit, but I'll talk about it in a second. Uh, Nikita Krylov, submission. Luke Rockhold, welcome him to the light heavyweight division. Set his ass broke, to modeling. He broke his damn jaw. <laughs> he said that man the gap. He broke his jaw. <laughs> he said that man. <laughs> Coyote. Then he welcomes Ronaldo's. <laughs> he said that man Luke Rockle to Calvin Klein, bro. Listen. <laughs> Dude, He's I'm a so- good looking guy. No, I know. That's why I'm saying that. Yeah, true. Weidman, look, Weidman also. <laughs> I ain't about to start just complimenting all these listen, guys. Listen, listen. He goes on to then welcome Jacare Souza to the light heavyweight division. Gets a split decision win. And then most recently, in Albuquerque, New Mexico, with John Jones in the front row, KO'd Corey Anderson and sent him to Bellator. In three minutes. In three minutes. Notable losses. Jimmy Manoa, unanimous decision. Corey Anderson, unanimous decision. 
Alexander Gustafson, unanimous decision. Patrick Cummins, majority decision. And your boy, Tiago Santos via TKO. Yeah. Now, people, noticed I said he lost to Manoa and Corey Anderson. He avenged, avenged both of those losses. And I'm big on that. Yeah, I didn't realize, even while you were saying that, I didn't realize he had fought Corey before, I, yeah. until today. I didn't Very realize early. Was, yeah, I did, not realize, I did not realize that was a rematch. Um, I had no idea. So it goes on as his career obviously gets better, and he gets better as a fighter and avenges both of those losses. And um, that's the co-main, brother. That's the nitty-gritty. <sighs> Now, we're going to have to take a 10-minute break so we can discuss <laughs> who's going to win. No, 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 no. Don't go anywhere. Don't, Don't go anywhere. <laughs> let me uh, let me get some thoughts out yeah, here. Yeah, go right ahead. I, I need to think. Yeah, so <clears throat> if I have any thoughts. <laughs> um, okay, so what's funny is you mentioned, I did not know this either, uh, Polish power, right? Yes. Uh, well, this man choking people more yeah, than he put, yeah. them to, he put them to sleep in other ways. Yeah. Uh, the nine submission wins versus seven knockout wins now. I believe that, that that Polish power like um, moniker he's been given has really came along in this recent yeah, three fight. For sure. um, really, just for the Luke Rockhold and Corey Anderson wins, because that Jacare Souza win. Don't get me wrong, Jacare, great fighter. Yeah, um, it was a big fight because Jacare coming into the light heavyweight division, guy was a killer at middleweight. Probably one of the biggest names in the UFC to never get a title fight. Yeah, I one agree. Of. Agree completely. Um, Terrible fight. <laughs> I'm just gonna say it. Boring. Now, don't get me wrong. Like, yeah, I mean, it's not like these guys looked bad. I'm just right. saying that it was just a boring fight. You know, it was. It, it, happens. it was. It happens. Yeah. No disrespect to either of them. Yeah. I mean, I I did not sit there and boo at my laptop yeah. screen like these. Yeah. yeah What's mind. going on here? Yeah. yeah. So, um. I think that's kind of where that moniker comes from, but it almost like works in its favor a little bit. Like yeah. people, people, if if a fighter doesn't do their homework on Jan Vlovich, they're gonna come in thinking he's about to throw them hands, and he might be throwing up them legs for a yeah. quick yeah. submission. He's even got that. a standing rear naked choke. Yeah, and so everything. I mean, that speaks to the power right there too. Yeah. Now uh, for Dominic, he's the younger guy here. He's thirty years old. Jan Vlahovic is thirty-seven. Is he really? Yeah. Um, Dominic, man, he's so good. Now, he's so okay, good. so what's funny is I thought he beat John Jones. I actually thought he lost to Volkan Uzdemir. Yeah. Now, and again, not calling it a robbery. I'm right. just saying we don't like that word. Yeah, I don't. I ain't, we don't throw it around unless it's egregious. You ain't gonna hear <laughs> me say that. Right. So um, he's had an interesting career because I never would have thought he would have gave John Jones probably I would say even a tougher fight than Gus did. I don't know if I'll go that far. But, you know, I haven't seen... Okay, to be fair, I have not seen the Gus Jones yeah, fight yeah. in a while, but... Uh, John's three toughest fights, hands down, not even compare, like close. Yeah. It's Gus, D- Dominic, and Tiago. I the mean, thing for me was I thought Jones did enough to beat Gus. Yeah. So... It's like, okay, well, I thought Reyes won, so in my eyes it's like, is that his toughest fight? But no, Gus really did, I mean, put him to the... We've never seen someone put damage on John like Gus did. Yeah, we'll that's, put it that that's way. true. Yeah. Um, but Dominic, man, he's that Chris Weidman win was huge for him. Now, I know Weidman's uh, definitely fallen off a bit from yeah. what his name value holds, but, you know, don't get me wrong, man, the guys really looked pretty spotless 
You know, that John Jones loss is not really much of a loss. Oh, his stock went up. Yeah. Obviously, he's still fighting for a title here. So, you really have an interesting matchup here because you got... You got Blahovich on the three-fight win streak, kind of the swan song of his career here. Yeah. It's kind of his last hurrah trying to get that title. You know, I remember when I first started watching, you'd be at the press conference here and Daniel Cormier clowning, like, uh, I don't know if it was Jimmy Manawa or whoever. He's like, oh, he's like, yeah, Jan Blahovich is cool. He's like, but you just beat Jan Blahovich. Mm. I don't know if you remember that. But, like, he was basically saying, like, Jan Blahovich is a nice guy. He's like, but all you beat is Jan Blahovich. Yeah, yeah. So it was like, you know, I remember that time period when it was like he was kind of just a, a stepping stone in a way to getting on to the, the real contenders. And here he and is. here he is fighting for a belt. I want to know, what it, what's your prediction here? Because I feel like I know who you're, I feel like I know so, who your head's at, but I don't know. I, I, the more and more I think about it, you want to say like, oh, well, you know, Dominic's the more technical striker, and Blahovich is the power striker. But then you look at some of these wins Dominic has. He can knock your ass out with yeah, one punch. He can. And Jan is not, like, he's not shown, like, a lack. Like, he's he was, that Tiago fight, he was beat up. Yeah. I, Got put, I mean, TKO'd. So, I mean, he's, look, he hasn't been knocked out cold, I don't believe. But let me Let me ask you this. Okay. Because I don't think it will. Do you think this is a decision? Oh. I don't think it will be. It's a five-round fight. Mm. The only way I could see it being a decision is if Blahovich kind of has the deer in headlights type. Uh, now, I'm not saying if he did. I mean, I, I think Dominic has the killer instinct to take him out. But I also think his style being so technical, it tends to feed off of the energy of the other fighter. I don't want to call him a counter striker, yeah. but I'm just saying that the energies, yeah. right? He kind of gives back what I guess that is kind of like calling him a counter striker, but I don't I don't know enough about yeah. his fighting style to say that. I'm just saying it seems <clears> like <throat> he matches what the other fighter is bringing. And if Jan doesn't really bring it, then you might be looking at kind of a boring decision where it's kind of a point decision. However, I don't see it going that way, man. I think round one we get a feeling out round. I'll agree. Round two, they start to both loosen up. Okay. Loosey-goosey. Round three, much of the same. Round four, Dominic Reyes lands the shot after a after a hard-fought three rounds, and in the championship round four, Dom gets the TKO victory and becomes the new light heavyweight champion of the world. Hmm. And a new champion for the first time in nearly ten years that's not named John Jones or Daniel Cormier. Mm Mm-hmm. That was a tough one. That was tough. Then see, I look at the main event and I want to cry, but anyway. See, if you if you take out the John Jones fight, I'm not saying you can do this. I'm just talking aloud, thinking aloud. If you take out the John Jones fight from um, Dominic Reyes, his resume is not the most impressive. At least not more impressive than Blahovich's. Because, look, uh, Jared Cannonier, good win. OSP, good win. 
Vulcan Uzdemir arguably lost that fight. Chris Weidman, good win, but in a division that was foreign to Weidman, and ultimately he probably shouldn't have been there. Is that a championship resume necessarily? Probably not. But he nearly beats John Jones. And Blahovich on his three-fight win streak here, Luke Rockhold knocks him out. Luke, that's that's nothing new to Luke. <laughs> well, yeah. And Poor it's guy. also in a new division for Luke. Maybe a division he shouldn't have. Well, when your chin's not able to hold up a middleweight, you go up a division where guys are punching even harder. You know, definitely a big dude. But yeah. like we saw, it didn't matter. Uh, then you have the Jockery fight. Not a very exciting fight, but a fight that I thought Blahovich clearly won, even though it was a split decision. And then the knockout over Corey Anderson. So really, these two guys' last fights are kind of the, I guess, most impressive of their, which I, maybe isn't surprising, but it's like, to me, those are the two most notable for them and why they, in my eyes, either, like, why they would have an edge over the other. I also think for Jan that Nikita Krylov submission's a big deal. Oh, yeah. Um, not saying that you're overlooking it or anything, just talking aloud. God, I don't know, man. I I really thought I was going to go Reyes when we started, and now I'm, like, on the fence. But I think I'm going to go Reyes. And I think I'm actually going to do the same prediction you did. Really? Round, round four, TKO, KO. I think we see a really good fight. I don't know how... You know what I'm envisioning right now? A similar fight to the first Holloway um, Volkanovski fight, except imagine that fight, except Volk finishes it in the fourth round. Like, it's good fight. Yeah, but it's not like uh, a war. It's not a war, or it's not super memorable. Um, it's just I'm like, not saying the styles will be the same as that fight. I'm just saying, like, I remember thinking it was a good fight. Yeah, but. You know, ultimately, if Dominic finishes the fight like we're predicting, that probably puts it up a yeah. peg there. But, uh, yeah, I think Dominic Reyes, I think this is his time. I really think he has potential to reign for a while. I mean, he was my champ a year from now. Yeah, so, so you think the reign starts I, now? I think it starts now. Yeah. I guess that's kind of where we leave that fight. It's really, it's tough, man. It that's really weird. is. I did not. That's think, a great match. That's crazy because until we really broke it down right here, I really wasn't prepared that much issue with picking Reyes. But it really is a great style. I, I will match. say um, to Blahovich's credit, I have basically counted him out every fight along the way. I thought he was going to lose to Rockhold. I thought he was going to lose to Jock Ray, and I thought he was going to lose to Corey Anderson. Well, Corey was looking like he was going to get the title shot next. I, then... th- I thought he was going to lose all three of those, and now I'm picking him to lose here in this title fight. So He might prove you wrong he again. He might prove me wrong again, and I can assure you, Mr. Blahovich, if you go out there and win this belt... Bow down. I might have to buy a shirt or something. Hey, Poland has their queen and Joanna. <laughs> They're looking for their king. Except bow down. Bow down. <laughs> well, it's now, a good one. I think we're on to the main event here. No. Dom? No. I won't do it. One of those O's has got to go. Combined. 32-0. and 
And one of those O's has got to go. <laughs> yes, yes, Dom, you in the back. Um, what if we get a draw? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the nitty gritty. <laughs> Wait a minute. I didn't think about that. I ain't, ain't going to draw. <clears throat> Middleweight championship of the world. Dom. Nitty gritty. One of the biggest. Probably, this is one of the biggest middleweight championship fights of all time. It's and, probably right up there with like Silva Sonnen, Silva Weidman. Yeah. I mean, it's and now up there. And now you're talking like um, Dana has been saying. You don't hear this a lot from him. He said this should be fight of the year. <laughs> What did we see this year? One of our top ten fights of all time. Number seven to be Wei Li Zhang and Joanna Gavin Jamecheck. Break it down. <clears throat> Israel, the last style bender, Adesanya, mm-hmm. Izzy, some calling. Yes. Nineteen wins, zero losses. That's a donut. That's zero. <laughs> That's, that is a donut. 14 KOTKOs. He's 8-0 in the UFC. In a little over, what, two years? This guy came on and exploded. It'll be three, it'll be three years at the end of November. Yeah. Or wait. Nope. Sorry. I was wrong. His he, first fight in the UFC was February 11th, 2018. That's crazy. Two and a half years. This man is about to make his second, or about to attempt. To make his second. I really didn't defense. realize he was that active. That's insane. Yeah. That's insane. Um, notable wins. Marvin Vittori. <laughs> There's a lot of them. <laughs> split decision. Um, Brad Tavares. Unanimous decision. Derek Brunson. TKO in Madison Square Garden. Mm-hmm. My Goat. Yep. Anderson the Spider Silva. Unanimous decision. Great a, fight. Love fun, that fight. What a fun Love fight. Love that fight. That was that patch, passing of the torch to yep. me. Yep. Really cool fight. Kelvin Gaslam, 2019 fight of the year. <laughs> it was also in our top ten. Yes. Wow. Unanimous decision victory there. Then he gets the title fight against Bobby Knuckles in the highest attended UFC event in the history of the company. To this day. That was in Melbourne. It sold out a football stadium, which in Australia, soccer. And, and those people love their Aussies. Yes. And they had two of them. Yes. And he... KO'd Bobby Knuckles. He he sent him backwards. He broke yeah. Bobby Knuckles. And we're big Bobby Knuckle guys. Yes. Especially, I think, you even more than me. Yes. And then he fought you well and won a decision. Yeah, uh, we don't pa- talk. We skip over <laughs> that one. Okay, anyways. Um, Paulo Costa. 13-0. and 0. That's a donut. That's that's two donuts. <laughs> those two donuts. We like donuts. <laughs> These guys got two of them. Paulo. 11 KOTKOs, one submission. Ladies and gentlemen, that's 12 out of 13 wins via finish. He's 5-0 and in the UFC. Notable wins. Big Rig Johnny Hendricks. TKO'd him. See ya. See ya. Uriah Hall. TKO'd him. See ya. You good? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> little, little mishap on set. Yoel Romero. My God. What a, what a fight. fight. What a fight. Like, hey, that Yoel and Adesanya, meh. Yoel Costa? Ah. That's like that yeah. uh, that meme 
where the dude's walking down a street yep. with his girl. Yep. And he's, that's it's, what it is. No, it's literally Paulo Costa's like the guy. Yeah. And Israel's the girl. Yeah. He's looking back at Yoel Romero. Yeah. yeah. And Izzy's like, huh? Yeah, that's what it is. Uh, no notable losses, by the way, because, you know. Donut. Yeah. Yeah. Donut. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Have we, we've talked about this not only since day one, I believe, but literally, we've, this is going to be our 21st podcast. This has had to have been mentioned at least in 10 other episodes. This has to be the easiest fight to predict style-wise. Am I wrong? Maybe I'm wrong. I think it's a hard fight to predict. Oh, it's a hard fight to predict. I'm talking you mean about the style. type of fight we're yes. getting? Okay, yes. I agree. We're getting a Matador matchup here. Yeah, the bull and the Matador. Adesanya being that technical, precision yes. striking, a guy who's quick on his feet, going to be moving a lot, going up against Paulo Costa, who's literally going to be... Pushing stalking forward, him stalking him. Yes, yeah. like like he's fucking Jason <laughs> Voorhees. Yeah, yeah. Who's who's gonna be able to come out on top here? I'm dumb. I'm I'm not ready for this fight. Okay, so right, a lot of people are probably saying, okay, so including Adesanya, Costa's gonna stalk him down. Israel's gonna time his shots, and he's gonna land that one shot that he believes. Will finish him. He thinks he can finish Costa. Costa. Oh, we saw the little meme video that he tweeted out with uh, <laughs> yeah. how the fight was going to go. <laughs> he he literally had my man's leaving the octagon and he had to drag him back in in a headlock. I don't think that's going to happen. No. But uh, Costa's going to try and take his head off. Right? He's going to stalk him down, throw power punches, and the guy don't get tired. I mean, through three rounds. Now that's where this fight could get interesting. The question is. Does this fight make it to the championship rounds, Noah? So here's an interesting fun fact. Technically, look, professionally, Costa is undefeated. Now, he was on the Ultimate Fighter. Yep, I'm glad you brought this up. Did not have a great showing there. Got gassed very quickly. This was a guy that was a professional bodybuilder. Yeah. And he saw you or he saw MMA fights and he thought, huh, that looks cool. Then he got on the Ultimate Fighter. And lost, obviously, right. but that that moment on is where he transformed, yeah. and he learned so much. And from there on, I mean, look at him. So, when you have this matchup here, this is very much set up where if Adesanya gets a big win here, not in the Yoel Romero way, but in like the Kelvin way, something like that, or Robert way, or the Robert way, <laughs> um, his star will never. Probably be as high as it will be in the in the in the uh, aftermath aftermath of this, and I think it's very much set up to do so. He's on the cover of the latest UFC yep. video game, yep, along with Masvidal, who is the biggest star that's still active in the UFC. Um, obviously, we just talked about the highest attended UFC event in history. Yep, was him versus Robert Whitaker in Australia. So you know, over there, he is oh, larger than life. I don't know. Well, can we leave the podcast? See, here's not the th- knowing. And the thing is, is that I feel like, I mean, my prediction's kind of well known. This is true. Costa is your champ this time next year. It starts Saturday. Paulo Costa. Look, Adesanya, man, he. Um, I think he's going to put up a very good effort here. I think actually he will. I think he may even drop 
Costa in the first round. Mm -hmm. It only takes one. <laughs> Adesanya, look, he's going to have that height and reach advantage. And Costa, they always talk about him having this, the stumpy arms and stuff, he, the T-Rex arms. It only takes one, man. Costa's huge. He is He's massive. I think he knocks him out in the second round. Second round KO. I mean, when you really think about it, if you're going to pick Costa in this fight, like, the longer it goes, the more it's in Izzy's favor. Am yeah. I right on that? Like, I would say. I would think so. Because if you even look at Costa's win against Yoel, that third round, he was pretty tired. And Yoel, we've seen Adesanya. Yoel, that's really Yoel's round where he shined. Yeah. And Adesanya, on the other hand, goes into absolute battle. Yeah. And that's where he looked his strongest. So, my biggest reason run. for this, and I don't want this to come off as a slight on the individual, that Kelvin fight, as amazing as it was, as much as it showed Adesanya's heart and his just his drive to be a champion, that champion mentality to like end up coming out on top despite some like early rounds where he was in trouble. Kelvin is not Paulo Power-wise, no. No. And Kelvin showed an ability. Kelvin's also a smaller, he's a shorter, like, uh, less reach um, compared to Adesanya. And I'm sure Israel's worked on it since this fight, but you saw Kelvin able to get in there now. Kelvin was able to threaten with the takedowns, right. things like that. There's other factors. But I saw that, and I went, like, Kelvin's great. Yeah. I think Paulo is going to take his head off. Under it and that's that's the and that's me. I'm I'm picking the underdog there. I mean, rightfully so. Israel is going to, is the favorite. He seems he, he seems to be the one that most people are picking. I I'm I think this will be a rivalry for years to come, but I think here Paulo gets the the first victory. I'm kind of going with. I know hey, the I, crowd. Yeah, no, I. I I'm kind of going with how people see it. Adesanya's gonna pick his shots. Mm -hmm. Costa's gonna get hit. He's gonna get hit. We know Costa's gonna get hit. Izzy will get hit. Don't get me wrong, he'll get hit. <clears throat> I think third round. Adesanya lands enough of those shots. And he and he's gonna land that one, similar to like that one shot that happened against Robert Whitaker, that just came out of nowhere. That left hook, boom! Yeah, I remember watching that live, and I was like, "Huh? What the hell? Robert got hit?" Yeah, people want to sit there and talk about Izzy being skinny, whatever. I mean, Paulo said it was that was basically Guess a one punch KO. Izzy, uh, Robert's not a guy that goes down. Look at those yeah. wars he had with Joel. Yeah, Izzy took his lunch. Yeah, I think third round. We see something similar. He he finds this one shot that Paulo's just not going to see, and the ones that you don't see coming mm -hmm. are the ones that are going to put your ass down. If I were to pick Izzy in this fight, I would think similar. Third or fourth round, and I think it would be, you would notice Yoel slow down tremendously, and that's where he would get picked apart most. Yeah. And I think that's what it's going to be. He's going to land that shot that Paulo doesn't see coming. It's going to drop him, and Izzy's going to pounce. TKO finish in the third round, and still, Israel, the last style bender, 
Arasanya. I am so excited for this fight. Oh, man. Oh, man. And we're going to be watching it with the fellas. Oh, it's going to be great. we got a squad. We're going back to my, um, back to our your buddy's, buddy's house. Well, I think it's our buddy at this point. True. Shout, Shout out, out, Tyler. Shout out, Tyler. He's what a, what a day us. one. Him and his fiance Kelsey, are going to be hosting us again, uh, gratefully. With some nice and, uh, dips and shit. Yeah. And my, Chips and dip, <laughs> I mean. And my cousin is actually coming up to yes. watch it with us. So you'll get to meet Caleb for the first time. You know... Shout out to Caleb if you're listening because he he's kind of been like the day one. Really, him and Tyler have been like the and like the day ones. We, I'm not tooting our own horn. I'm not tooting the podcast horn, but like we've helped your cousin and probably even Tyler, but probably more so your cousin really get into this UFC. Yeah, and MMA. He, he in said general, as much. Man. He said as much. He, he called calling, you that night. He said, yeah. Hoist Gracie is a beast. Yeah, that <laughs> cracks watching, me up. He's watching UFC 1. He's following yeah. your footsteps here. A little I mean, bit, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to have him down here so we can watch one together. I, but, I'm um, very excited. It's going to be a great night of fights. Back on Fight Island for the mm-hmm. next five weeks. Yep. And what a way to kick it off. For sure, man. But that's UFC 253. That's it. Our Two. second pay-per-view preview is in yeah. the books. yeah. As for our next couple episodes here, Monday, obviously, we are going to be recapping the entire outcome of this show in for the main card, I should yeah. say. And anything, if anything sticks out to us on the prelims. Yeah, hey, shout out Diego Nightmare Sanchez yeah, on the prelims. Yeah, going up against Jake Matthews, the yeah. Boston boy. Yeah. Um, so we'll be recapping the whole show, uh, or the whole main card, I should say. Uh, we'll also go into any news that comes out between now and then. Uh, Wednesday... Big one here. This episode's a little extra special. A little extra. <laughs> We're going to be ranking. Yeah, we've been holding this back until yeah. the so I was over. So I pitched this idea for to you probably about a while ago. It's probably three weeks ago, four weeks ago now. Right after 252 it had to have been. Yeah. And you were the one that went, but wait. If we do this, we need to wait till every champion is right. crowned because yeah. the light heavyweight title had been vacated at that point. Right. We're going to be ranking all of the UFC champions, men yeah. and women. Yeah. In order, based on just and we'll go more into the parameters on right. that on Wednesday. Yeah. Because I don't want to. We haven't talked enough about it to like put that out there yet without your, you know, your, you know. <laughs> you know, you know. <laughs> Without your consent, right? Or whatever. Right. Um, but yeah, that, I'm very excited to do that. We've been holding back. Yeah, on we've that held one. it back, and and this is kind of a good time. And this is another one. I don't want to call this a series, but this is something that we could revisit down the road. Yeah, because there's always going to be champions, and they're always going to be changing. Yeah, this is kind of the perfect time for us to do this because it's right after you know the big pay per view with two title fights, and then we have a month. Until our next title fight, which is Habib and Gaethje. Oh, oh. We get to break that shit down, too? <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, this is a really good time for that episode. I'm excited for that one. Completely agree. So that's going to be coming to you guys on Wednesday. But, yeah, that's uh, those are our next couple episodes there. Yep. Uh, got a lot coming up. Oh, yeah. It's a, bit, it's, it's a good time to hop on the Below Average yep. bandwagon. <laughs> Still, you know, grateful for all the support so far. Yeah. The big announcement as we're recording this was two weeks ago today. We're seeing numbers grow on the podcasting specific sites. Yeah. While still pulling decent numbers on YouTube. Yeah. Which in, we case expected, you, in case you guys you know. didn't notice, like, yeah, our views have 
dipped on YouTube, and maybe on if you're someone who's just looking at it, they're like, oh shit, like they're dipping a little bit. Yeah. But that's because we are on everything now. Right, yeah. We're, so our views are Realistically, being... numbers-wise, we're pulling just as much, if not more, more right. than what we have been. Yeah. It's just staggered now across... <laughs> 10 different platforms yeah. man yeah it's so weird to be trying because i used to just like go to youtube views okay this video is doing well right now <laughs> we gotta look I gotta here do, now i gotta do math yeah right 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 <laughs> so uh yeah but dom tell the people where they can find you on social media you can find me on twitter and instagram at dcilly14 you can find our podcast on instagram at below average joe's underscore podcast and well you can find our podcast well, anywhere. <laughs> Spotify, Google, Apple, Anchor. Don't forget to visit our Anchor website. Lots of fun stuff there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like five other different podcast host services. Like, it's crazy. We're really all over the place. Yeah. Um, and it's all thanks to you guys. So, mm-hmm. thank you. Yeah. And if you go to my bio on Twitter or Instagram, at ntbaker underscore, you'll be taken to our link tree. We love which, the link tree. Which literally, so clean, so nice. Love it. Yes. It has links to every platform we are on. Uh, the YouTube channel's on there. Instagram. The Anchor page. There's even a link if you want to become a supporter of the podcast. Not, hey, do what you want to do. You don't have to. Just saying. Just throwing it out there. Right. It's on the table. And then also the links to Spotify, yep. Apple, Google. If you go to our Anchor page, however, it's yes. going to have links to every yeah, that that Platform link on. on the link tree where it says Anchor website, it's really like our podcast web website. Yeah, so it's like our web page. There, there's everything there. You yeah. can listen straight from there, but like the summary of what we do, the the donations and gifting, the voice messages, which we still want to hammer home with all you guys, all the other podcast sites. Like it's really a website, and it's really cool. So. Yeah. So shout out Anchor again. You go to my Twitter or Instagram at ntbaker underscore, and you can find that in the bio. But that's it. And we're out. And we're going to see y'all on Monday.